Welcome inside the first episode of A Call Away, part of the Pinstriped Alley Podcast Network. This is Adam Giardino, a radio broadcaster for the Yankees AAA affiliate, the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders. All season long, we'll have a once a week look at some of the happenings in AAA. We'll also have plenty of the conversations that we have with the coaches that are molding the future Yankees and the players who are the future Yankees themselves. Even in just the past couple of years, guys like Luis Severino, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, even guys like Greg Bird, Domingo Herman, Luis Cesa, some key members of the New York Yankees. These are guys that spent significant time coming up through the ranks and spent significant time here in AAA with the Rail Riders. All season long, we'll have a look back. We'll have some of the highlights. We'll recap the week that was for the Rail Riders. We'll talk with some of the other broadcasters in the system so you can go even deeper and hear about the guys that might not be a step away, but a couple of steps away as the Yankees look towards their future. And each episode, we'll have a sit down with the voice of the Rail Riders, my radio broadcast partner, Adam Marco. And Adam and I will break down what well, we've seen, not only with the Rail Riders, but around the league. We record this on the night of Media Day. And for the Rail Riders, that is Monday, April 1st. A couple of days to go until Thursday's opener up in Buffalo against the Bison. And there's plenty to mull over. But first, what we will get you is a conversation with the Rail Riders skipper. This is episode one, but we won't leave you hanging. Former big leaguer Jay Bell, 18 years in the bigs, a couple of years managing up and down this system with Tampa, with Trenton a, a season ago, and now here his first year at the helm of the Rail Riders. And Adam Marco asking the new skipper what it felt like to know that the Yankees had that confidence in him to be the manager at this level. Well, it's certainly exciting. I've I've got uh, got the opportunity to uh, um, to come to a great town here in Pennsylvania. That's the first thing. I was a you know spent so much of my career in Pennsylvania. That I'm I'm pretty partial to it. Um, one of the nice things about being able to move level by level over the last three seasons is that I get to draw or, or bring some of the guys with me. Um, this year, I think, uh, just counting the number, I think seven of the guys that are on the opening day roster I have had in the past. Um, last year, six of those guys I got to send to AAA, and so they, they spent time here. Um, but for me, you know, to have the opportunity to uh, uh, bring Gosuke Kato along with me, we've had, I've, I've had him the last three years, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, knowing seven guys certainly is, is, uh, is uh, a good thing. Having a staff of guys that I, I'm very familiar with and that we are pretty similar in age is, uh, is a good thing. Um, but I'm excited about it. You know, we've we've got uh, we've got a lot of expectations. Some that uh, um, you know brought on by Al whenever he was here, and uh, of course Bobby last year. And you know, there's there's some unfinished business I think from a lot of these guys are in their in their minds. They want to uh, they want to finish what they started the last last few years. Seventeen players on this roster have been a part of last year's team that made it to the postseason four straight years whether it's a division title or the wild card you've got a lot of veteran experience here you've got some guys that have been to the major leagues including starting pitcher Gio Gonzalez you've got guys that have factored in triple a 
at a high level, have been high-end prospects over their careers. This is a very deep lineup when it comes down to it. Who's further ahead right now? The offense, the pitching. Where are we at on April 4th? Well, I think every year the pitching is certainly uh, at the advantage. Uh, you got the weather. Um, I think that they are uh, certainly built up a little bit more. But uh, you know, offensively, we've done some really good things. We had a really nice spring. Um, guys, uh, guys, uh, timing was was uh, extraordinary the last week of the season. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with with both. Uh, you know, the defensively, we've played really well too. And so, one of you put uh, one of you. You know, on paper, it looks it looks fantastic. We've you into you to your point, Adam. We've got uh, we've got guys that have got some big league service time, so they should be able to lead well. Um, you know, the guys that uh, that have not got uh, big league service time yet are pretty uh, pretty extraordinary players. They've yet they've you know, whenever you look at the Ryan McBrooms or the uh, Mike Fords, you know, there's some there's some quality people in this or in this uh, on this team, and so. Um, I'm excited about what we're what we uh, potentially can do. It's all about development. Fans want to see a winner on the field, and they have been spoiled the last couple of seasons making the postseason. They've had that Yankee pinstripe success here in Scranton, Wilkesbury. For yourself, it's getting those guys to the major league level. And before we even play one game, we've already seen a few guys get recalled to the major league. So. As much as you might be excited for Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade to get back to that big league level, when you approach that first lineup you fill out for opening day, does it change just a little bit that you don't you have two guys that were probably going to be at the top of the order that are living their big league dream again? How does that change your perspective or is it next man up mentality for you? It is next man up mentality. Uh, you know, listen, our job is to help guys advance to the next level. Fortunately for the guys that we have here, the next level is the major leagues. That is what we want to do. Player development is all about helping these guys reach their dreams or achieve their dreams. And, and so um, I'm excited about uh, having the opportunity to see those guys uh, go. Yeah, is it disappointing to, uh, to not have it for, for our particular lineup? Yes. But, but uh, at the same time, we've got some guys um, at the, uh, the lower, lower levels of the minor league that, can, that are certainly capable of moving. Uh, they've earned advancement. Um, unfortunately, sometimes they don't get to advance because we are we're, we're an organization filled with quality players. And um, um, but this gives guys an opportunity to move. And uh, and so I'm I'm pretty excited. I don't know who is going to come to us in place of Tyler and of uh, Clint. Um, but at the same time, you know whoever it is is going to uh, to add to the uh, the quality of this team. Finally, for you. You get into town this past weekend. We've got media day. We've got the meet the team party. We take off for Buffalo on Wednesday. Most time you've spent in Scranton, Wilkesbury, I believe. You had a little time here back in the early '90s. I did back in the well. It was, it was actually uh, it was actually before that in the in the late '80s. So it was '89. '89 came in here uh, the first time we had the back back in '89. There were three uh, AAA's. So there was the the Pacific Coast League, there was the American Association, and the International League. That particular year, the American Association and International League, we ended up playing kind of interleague games for the first time. And uh, so we had an opportunity. I was playing in Buffalo then, had an opportunity to come down here for a three-game series. When I came down, all three games were washed out. And uh, so I didn't get a play. play on on a field here but uh had an opportunity to eat some dinner here a few times and sleep here so it was nice last year laura and i 
um, uh, we're uh, traveling from Hartford down to Altoona and uh, this is about halfway um, to Altoona from there and and uh, so we stopped in had some dinner and, and uh, came by the ballpark and saw the ballpark and um, but it is it is again it's I, I understand and I'm very familiar with uh, um, um, people in Pennsylvania I'm, I'm a huge fan of the the mentality um, in Pennsylvania it's a blue-collar uh, work ethic that's how I grew up in the game that's what I expect from my players and um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about uh, being here. Adam Giardino back with you after that conversation between Jay Bell and Adam Marco and now it's time to break down some of what we're looking at in a couple of days the roster for Scranton Wilkes-Barre and even in just a day this roster has certainly turned over with Tyler Wade and Clint Frazier no longer seemingly being part of the puzzle with injuries to Miguel and Duhar and Giancarlo Stanton up in the big leagues. What we can do is we can take a look at the roster for the Rail Riders, and at least as it stands right now, officially 23 players on the roster for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. And we'll start with the pitchers, and on opening night, it's hard to ask for more than who the Rail Riders are throwing out there, and that's Gio Gonzalez. Gonzalez has been great to work with the last couple of days. He's been accommodating to the media. He's been in good spirits. He knows what's up against him, and he's been transparent, certainly, when answering questions with the writers and the local TV stations when they've asked about free agency, and obviously that's that's no mystery to any baseball fan and to players who had to watch a Manny Machado or Bryce Harper wait the entire offseason to get their contracts. And even today, Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, they're still not signed. Well, Gio Gonzalez fell between the cracks a little bit, and he's just so thankful for what the Yankees did in terms of having faith in him and, and offering him some semblance of a contract. I mean, here's a guy that two years ago with the Washington Nationals, 15-9, and nine, so take the wins and losses for what it is, but he had a sub-3 ERA. And in 200 innings, 188 strikeouts. So just a guy that two years ago was absolutely every bit the all-star that you would hope he could be. So he's on the bump on opening day for the Rail Riders. It'll be really exciting to to take a look at what Gio Gonzalez is going to be able to do um, going up against a triple-A lineup. And it's going to be a triple-A lineup we expect that will not have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. still out with that oblique injury suffered during spring training. So for Vladdy Jr., he won't be in the lineup, so maybe not quite as impressive as a starting nine put out there by the Bison as they possibly could. But Gonzalez, opening day, he's the, he's the guy you want out there for the Rail Riders. The other pieces in, in the rotation for the Rail Riders, just a ton of experience. All five starting pitchers have pitched in the big leagues. It's Chance Adams, it's Nestor Cortez, David Hale... And Drew Hutchison, and Hutchison added to the organization. Most baseball fans would remember him from his time predominantly with the Toronto Blue Jays. Those were some of his certainly formative years with the Toronto Blue Jays, finishing top 10 in the American League in strikeouts a handful of years ago. But it's a guy that broke into the big leagues pretty early on, and Hutchison is still only 28 years old. So it's going to be interesting to see what what he's going to be able to do to assert himself at this level and and certainly make a go at uh, cracking a rotation spot for New York if they need an emergency if there is some sort of a 
a starting pitcher injury that needs to be addressed. So that's the rotation. The bullpen features some familiar names. Joe Harvey is a, a new 40-man roster guy, and, and Harvey's numbers a season ago were just off the charts. In 43 games, he had a, a 1.6 ERA, which included 68 strikeouts in 59 innings, which certainly impressive, but the batting average against was was really the thing for Harvey, who allowed only 34 hits over those 43 appearances as well, between Double A Trenton, a couple of games there, and then 38 of the 43 games were spent up in Triple A, where he posted a 1.66 ERA with the Rail Riders. So let's look at the pitching, and then position player-wise, the catcher is Kyle Higashioka. Yankee fans familiar with him. He's able and ready to go. Ryan Lavarnway might be that Eric Kratz type. A year ago, Eric Kratz, who was a darling in the postseason for the Brewers, Kratz was the proverbial backup catcher here at AAA with the Rail Riders for the first chunk of the year before getting traded over to the Brewers when they had a need arise. And Ryan Lavarnway, he was a top prospect in the Red Sox organization, never quite found that total secure footing with the Red Sox, and he's been a very productive, successful triple-A big league hitter along the way. So Lavarnway adds a little bit of that veteran savvy. On the infield, third baseman Giovanni Urshela, somebody to look at. It's the first baseman of Mike Ford and Ryan McBroom, a couple of names that I think really jumped onto the radar of Yankee fans this past year or two. McBroom last year, maybe Mike Ford the year before, and then Tyro Estrada, who last offseason, the one before this, was shot down in Venezuela and really had his entire year last year hampered by that injury. So he's he's ready to go. He says he's healthy, and it'll be really exciting to see Estrada at full tilt because fans a year ago never did get the opportunity to see him build off his really strong 2017 season with Trenton. And then in the outfield, a couple of guys looking to make a name for themselves in this organization. Billy Burns, who has stolen a whole bunch of bases in his major league career, still only 29 years old, a switch hitter, will probably be to the bottom of the lineup, though we say that we we projected that when Tyler Wade was on the roster, where you penciled Wade 1, Estrada 2 in the lineup. So maybe Billy Burns now finds his way jumping up the order some. And then Matt Lipka played all of last year, former supplemental round pick uh, a handful of years ago. And Lipka topped out at double-A Richmond last year. So he's looking for a new start here in triple-A. And uh, then Zach Zayner, who, out of all the minor leaguers, may have had the most impressive, surprising, confidence-building spring training on the big league side as you could hope for, slugging over a 1,000 in a handful of games, but he had three homers and a double. So Zayner looking to carry some of that hot swinging into the early part of the 2019 season. And that'll wet your palate for episode one of A Call Away here on the Pinstriped Alley Podcast Network. Madam Giardino, we're going to be with you weekly, all season long, and we can't wait to be part of the ride with you. Rail Riders play 140 games in the next five months, and we'll be on the call. Adam Marco and I will be on the call for every single one of them, and we'll make sure that we keep you 
in the loop who's getting hot, who's on the doorstep, and who's knocking down the door being the next big thing up in New York. That does it for us, and the next time that you hear from us, we'll have some actual AAA baseball to talk about. The opener is Thursday at 2.05 in Buffalo. It's a 1.35 first pitch. Have a great rest of your week on the Pinstriped Alley Podcast Network.